welcome back. <laughs> when I tell you, I am so tired, but I'm so grateful and happy to be here. So many things have happened. My apartment today tried to play me, tried to charge me extra rent, tried to charge me month to month, even though I just signed a lease. And they're like, oh, well, it wasn't executed on our end. Did we miss that? Well, fix it, bitch. Because don't nobody got time for you to sit up here and play with me. It's inflation out here. Okay? It's poverty wages out here. Don't be sitting up here trying to increase my rent and add unnecessary fees because you ain't do your motherfucking job. Okay, bitch? Um, Yeah, girl. Tired. Work is picking up. It's heavier than hell. And I really just want to get high and eat food with my girls and have a good time. But until then, let's have a good time on this podcast, honey. And let's get into the business. Let's get into the mess. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about romantic relationships being the absolute center and pinnacle of people's lives to the point where you literally neglect other relationships or you rather just neglect yourself and you have no identity outside of your romantic relationship. And I'm gonna tell you right now, girl, you look a goddamn fool. <laughs> I'm just keeping it motherfucking real. You look a goddamn fool. Um, I will say that, yes, I am biased as a person who is asexual. I do not personally see the value of romantic relationships in my life because the connection and the camaraderie the the soulmate level that I feel with people on a platonic level is more than enough for me but for other people because a lot of us are raised in don't trust this person and don't do this and you're also like hurt by a lot of people a lot of people think like you can't love or express emotion in a relationship that's not romantic. And I'm here to tell you, you absolutely can, girl. Like, have your girls night. Have your have your guys night. Have your people night. Like, it is okay to foster relationships outside of romance. And I'm going to give you a couple examples as to why I want to talk about this. And I'm going to tie it all together in a nice little bow that critiques the superstructure of capitalism because, girl, why the fuck not? Okay, so on socials, there is a post going viral where a woman describes how she just had a child three months ago and how she is postpartum depression and how she doesn't like her body. And then her husband um, reveals to her that he's no longer attracted to her anymore and that he has been sneaking out behind her back to go to the strip club. So the woman in the post, she asks, what advice could you give me um, about this relationship when I'm not necessarily ready to leave him? First of all, bitch, leave that motherfucker. Let's start there. Take your baby and fucking run. When I tell you I have the utmost respect for people who choose to have children and people who give birth, I have the utmost respect for them. The fact that you push a whole human at your motherfucking body. Let me tell y'all something that's real personal. I went and got a pap smear for the first time on yesterday. Today's Wednesday, the first on yesterday. I had a doctor's appointment at the gynecologist. I went and got a pap smear. So they ask you, are you sexually active? Have you ever been sexually active? For me, the answer is no and no. I don't, I ain't been with nobody. Ain't trying to be with nobody. Don't nothing go up in there. Not even a tampon. I use pads. So she put, she paps me. And it was the worst, most uncomfortable experience I've ever felt in my entire life. And so I'm like, if I can't even have something that's the size of a finger go inside of me, 
I can't imagine an entire baby coming out of me. Now, yes, sure, the body, it opens up, the hips widen, the uterus lining sheds and all this fucking hibbity-hobbity fucking hoobla. Bitch, I ain't pushing shit up out of me, bitch, okay? Shout out to all the child bearers out there, okay? Because I don't know how the fuck you do it. But um, that would be my advice to that particular woman. Now, let's table that, right? Because I'm getting to it. Now I'm on TikTok and there, I don't know if you've seen that trend where people are pretending that their ancestors are in the room with them and they're watching them do something. And then their ancestor says something off the cuff and then they respond off the cuff. So there's like a guy sitting at a table knitting and the ancestor is like, oh, you a sissy. And then the guy responds to his ancestor. He's like, well, at least I'm free and I can read. And first of all, I absolutely hate that trend. Um, because why are you sitting up here commenting on the struggle of your ancestors? Like that shit doesn't even make sense. But apparently, and that was a black person who did that. And so apparently a white guy who, oh girl, that's another episode we gonna have to do. A white guy is in a relationship with this black woman. And he does one where he is like me chilling with my beautiful black girlfriend. And then he goes like his ancestors are looking at him like how much now, I don't know why he thought that was funny and I don't know why the black wife thought she was funny. I already blocked the account on TikTok and I'm tired of people stitching and reblogging. I'm tired. I'm even talking about it now, but I need y'all to understand the context of what I'm about to drop on you. Um, because as an asexual person, when I, okay, how do I say this? There are red flags that present in these relationships And I think society teaches us to ignore those things because it pushes you to be in a romantic relationship, especially pushing you to be in a romantic relationship that is uh, often cis hetero, right? Cisgender and heterosexual. So we got the lady who is, who don't want to leave her man. Um, after she had the child in his postpartum and he's going to the strip club behind her back. And then we got, uh, the black lady married to the white guy who thinks it's funny, Uh, to do these jokes about them being an interracial couple or uh, him talking about his ancestors, asking how much she is equating her to a slave. The reason why I bring this up is because y'all are with these people because again, you center romantic relationships and you think that's a make or break in your life. Capitalism isolates us to the point where it's like you need to be with somebody so that you can be in this nuclear family, have your 2.5 kids. But really, that's just a, a, a model or a cookie cutter, you know, cutout or something to aspire to underneath the uh, capitalist system so that you can provide more workers. And so things are marketed to you. A kiss begins with kale, only a Jared, only at Mattress Giant. All this fucking nonsense to make you feel like you need to hurry up, get married and be with a partner. And I think because of that, people ignore the red flags when they go into these relationships with people. And so now you have a, 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 like generations across the board, people who are in relationships who are unhappy. Now, mind you, I'll preface what I'm saying with this. And I should have said it earlier. If you're in a happy, loving relationship, I'm obviously not talking about you. I'm specifically talking about people who ignore red flags, who ignore harm, who ignore abuse because you want to have the namesake of being in a relationship, even though it's harmful to you and harmful to the people around you. Because let me tell you something, the day I push out a human being 
and the partner I'm with says, I'm not attracted to you no more. I'm packing my bags and I'm moving across the fucking pond. You are your goddamn motherfucking mind. If I ever chose to partner up with a white man, you best fucking believe that cracker's gonna be like John Brown. Because the day that white man says anything about us being in an interracial relationship and, and, and talking about his ancestors owning me, I'm cutting your fucking balls off, cracker. Don't fucking play with me. And I, people always told me my whole life, in anything, whether it's a friendship, a crush, family, I got a short ass fuse. I have a low tolerance for bullshit. And if I don't have to be around the bullshit, I don't have to be around the bullshit. But let's look at some other examples as to how people center romantic relationships around their life. And I'll be honest, this is one of the main reasons why I'm single. Because motherfuckers be like, Epi, when you gonna date? When you gonna put yourself out there? Never. <laughs> you think I give a fuck about what these motherfuckers are doing? The moment you disrespect me on Hinge, on OkCupid, on Grinder, on Bumble, not, not that I would be on Grinder, but I'm being, I'm being facetious. But the moment even in a text message that you disrespect me, I'm blocking you. I don't give a fuck because romantic relationships do not mean shit to me. And I understand that I'm on the other end of the spectrum, but the girls who want to be loved, baby, you need to be loved out loud and stop settling simply because you want to hurry up and start your life and have your children. Because then you're going to sit up here and be writing in, writing in a Reddit post asking what you should do about your man going to the strip club. Now you embarrassed because your white husband is on TikTok calling you a slave. Do you remember that other trend? where people was singing to Mario Judah's Die Very Rough song. And it was like, my, oh my, don't you run, you nigga. Some, some, something, I'ma kill you. Or whatever the fuck the song is, right? There were a bunch of interracial couples, specifically interracial couples who were like a black person and a white person, where the black person takes off running and the white person is like chasing them with a belt or a whip. And so that, run, you nigga, song is playing in the background where this white man is chasing Facing his black girlfriend with the song I'll kill you nigga in the background listen your ancestors are ashamed of you are you not embarrassed are you not ashamed this is very embarrassing this is embarrassing no this is very this you should be ashamed that y'all running from a white man chasing you with a whip chasing you with a whip and you think it's funny for some TikTok views? For some Vine views? Mad. Weary. Mad. And I'm like, you're doing this to express love. But to me, what I said to me, to moi, it looks like you're desperate to hold on to romance. Because to me, if you respected yourself, your heritage, your lineage, where you come from, you wouldn't even have the brain to participate in that fucking trend. I don't care how much dopamine is released in your brain when you go fucking viral because you're getting validation from fucking TikTok and shit. I would never, ever, 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 ever do no bullshit like that. If you were in community with people who loved and cared for you. And if you had strong platonic relationships and strong familiar relationships, 
the relationships that you have with family and the family that you choose, right? Because I even understand on a personal level, you're not going to be buddy, buddy, cool, cool with everybody that you grow up in the house with or that you're related to by blood. But the family that you choose, your mutual family, that's a strong bond as well. And so a lot of you bitches over here belting for burgers, trying to get you a Burger King man, y'all sitting over here neglecting those relationships in pursuit of your romantic relationship. And now you sitting up here on TikTok running away from a white man with a whip. <laughs> I would always love Iyana for be like, it was a whip. You know what it meant when she popped her butt? <laughs> it was a whip. <laughs> but my point being is that romantic love should not be the only love that you experience platonic friendships some of my deepest friendships these bitches is my soulmates I don't give a fuck they could have a nigga they could have their own person their own boyfriend girlfriend husband I don't give a fuck these niggas is my soulmates okay on a platonic level he might be your romantic soulmate she might be your romantic soulmate but this bitch right here this my bitch when I tell you if she called me in the middle of the night and be like I just ran over by somebody and we need to come hide the body bitch I'm getting up and we finna go hide the body together okay bitch like that's what I'm talking about that's love right there and those relationships are so important to me because we're not bound by sex I'm not forced to have oxytocin delivering to my brain and dopamine and all the feel good like hormones in your brain because you're fucking somebody no I have these feel good hormones released in my brain these feel good chemicals released in my brain with these people because we have cultivated friendship and we have been there for each other and we make each other laugh and it's something so beautiful and so special and if you listen to my other episodes about friendship breakups, when I talk about how friendship breakups can be just as impactful as romantic breakups, because girl, when you make a bond with anybody, romantic, platonic, familiar, or anywise, and you get hurt, that shit is just going to hurt, regardless if it's romance, regardless if it's platonic. But some people are so afraid of experiencing platonic love and also having those breakups too. It's almost like people expect to break up with your boyfriend girlfriend they them your significant other and be like oh well you know they come around whatever but when you break up with your best friend oh that shit feels like your motherfucking soul was ripped in half it feel like someone took your soul out your body and blended it up in a blender took the blender bits and then fed your blender bit soul to the motherfucking piranhas in the indian ocean bitch oh my god that shit hurts so fucking much to the bottom of my fucking core but that doesn't mean that just because you have a chance of being hurt very deeply with the platonic friendship, that doesn't mean you should stop seeking platonic friendships because as many times as your ass got hurt at romantic relationships, you didn't stop. That didn't stop you from getting on hinge. That didn't stop you from getting on Tinder. You still sat up there and you was like, you know what? I'm going to give love another chance. So maybe you should try platonic friendships but anyway I don't want to get too much into that because that could be a whole nother episode but yes basically talking about people who center romantic relationships back in their life um and the reason why they do that is because they feel like they have they can't express love anywhere else that 
also shows up in parenting. It's a lot of parents because they've only experienced love romantically. They don't know how to love their children and they're jealous of their children. I had a friend who at one point in her life, she was dating this one guy and he was, you know, responsible for his three nieces because unfortunately their parents had died. So, you know, he's like telling my friend about her, his life and everything. And, you know, they're all just chit chatting. So one day, you know, my friend, she goes off to work and she tells her coworker the story of this guy that she's dating. And, you know, the fact that he has three nieces that he helps to take care of. And then the coworker says, oh, well, you shouldn't date him because it seems like he's got three other women in his life. And how is he ever going to pay attention to you? Quan 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 breaking news. Igitain, y'all sick. Y'all stupid and y'all sick. Something is really wrong with you people that helpless children who have experienced trauma and grief. You're now saying that you should not deal with that person because that my friend wouldn't be the center of his life. That that she will be second fiddle to the girls. Well, no shit, fucking Sherlock. They're children. What do, do you expect to be the center of someone's life 24 seven bitch? That's not love. That's obsession. And that's what I'm talking about. When we talk about the capitalistic superstructure, they have painted obsession in movies and TV shows and cartoons and have flooded your brain with what you think love is supposed to be like. Oh, baby, I can't live without you. Oh, baby, I'm gonna kill myself if you leave me and then kill yourself. If you want to die, then die. I will help you even. I will even go and find the gun so you can come and do it. <laughs> let me stop. Girl, let me stop. Girl, I can't post this shit on YouTube. <laughs> but my point being like, what? that's not fucking love. And so now you have all these people running around thinking that they, they need to be obsessed with, that's, that your partner should be obsessed with you and that you shouldn't do anything else. You should only love me. What's that line in Grey's Anatomy? Love me, choose me, pick me. Bitch, I can't pick you every motherfucking day. I gotta wash my ass sometimes. I gotta cook food. I got a job, bitch. And that's what I'm talking about. The capitalist superstructure will have your ass driving to the office, driving to wherever you work. You waking up at 5 a.m. to get to your job by 8 a.m. You driving, sitting in traffic. With the traffic, you working from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. 5 p.m. To, 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 to 7 p.m., you driving back home. Then you're supposed to work out, cook, clean, have sex with your partner, pay attention to them, do all this other bullshit. Bitch, when do you have time to just sit and think? When do you have time to take a shit? Now motherfuckers are sitting up here centering romantic relationships around their life. And then if you don't coddle them, if you don't obsess over them, then all of a sudden you're not a good partner. This is bullshit. We have to ultimately, one, decolonize our romance. And also we have to decenter romance and, and build all relationships in our lives. Platonic, familial co-working like one in my opinion shouldn't take priority over the other especially when one has been painted in a positive way when truly it's negative the way that capitalism and entertainment media looks and frames romance is via uh, uh, through the lens of obsession and that's ridiculous I remember going to school with girls who would tell me I don't hang out with other girls because they they be jealous and they be trying to steal my nigga. But not you, Ephemina. You cool. You 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 not like the other girls. So first of all, you just say you don't hang out with other girls, but you hang out with me. 
So what you really mean to say is you don't hang out with other girls that you think are desirable. That's what you really fucking mean. That backhanded ass, two-faced ass compliment, which won the compliment in the first place. Because you cool with me because I'm the big girl, because I'm the dark skinned girl, because I'm the girl you can dump all your trauma on. But the moment that you get a boyfriend, oh, they're gone. I don't see them for six months. I don't see them to the whole semester. I had a one friend. I'm going to call her Pinky. Pinky and I lived in the same neighborhood, rode the same bus, had a few of the same elective classes and stuff. And we just always had a good ass time. But then Pinky got a boyfriend. And I didn't hear from Pinky until we was about to leave damn middle school. Then she done left the boyfriend and I see her crying in the stairwell one day. And I'm like, hey, Pinky, what's going on? And she's like, oh, my God, like my boyfriend left me. And that's just so messed up. He said he wanted to break up because he going to Westfield and I'm going to Decaney because I went to Decaney. I'm going to Decaney and I, I don't know. I don't I think I'm going to see if I could transfer to Westfield so I could be with him. And I'm just sitting there. Her and she under the stairwell, you know, the stairwell where they be catching the little kids and the oh, girl doing some heinous, truly heinous stuff. And I'm like, you're about to change where you go to school for a boy when there's so many other boys that, at the school that we about to go to. So I'm trying to convince her like, no, come to the candy with me. Like, girl, like we're going to have a good time. Like, you know, we probably going to be in some of the same classes. It's going to be cool. But Pinky said no. Pinky actually ended up going to follow the boy to school now I don't know what Pinky's at today I don't know if Pinky alive or dead Pinky I hope you're doing well hope you're doing good girl but why oh why would you sit up here and follow a little boy that you that you've known since the seventh grade and you're only going to the ninth grade mind you the boy was supposed to be in the ninth grade when she was in the seventh grade let's start there he needed to be hooked on phonics but he was hooked on Pinky then decided well, now he decided the state of Texas said, you didn't aged out. We can't keep your old ass in this damn middle school, motherfucker. You got to go to high school. So now Pinky's sitting up here upset because the only love Pinky has ever received is from that romantic relationship. Because Pinky's parents did not do a good job of protecting Pinky and loving her and being her first love. Pinky's mother sitting up here telling her, you a little fast tail ass bitch. That's what Pinky's mother used to tell her. Why won't these people go and center romantic love in their lives? Why won't they do that when you got the people who are charged of caring for you and protecting you sitting over here? You're, you're supposed to be their first love. And they sitting over here beating the shit out of you, sitting over here calling you fast, sitting over here saying all kinds of horrible things to you. Now you got this motherfucker who can't read who done aged out of middle school saying how much he love you, how much he want to be with you. Of course, she trying to sit up here and follow. Uh, uh, well, I don't know the boy's name. Pinky trying to follow him. But you catch my drift. And like, literally, I was just, I could not understand it. Because even though I had a very rocky relationship with my parents for the majority of middle school and even high school, I knew that a boy was not the answer. And I almost expect children to sort of feel like that and go through that because they're fucking kids but it's a lot of y'all who act like pinky and i'm i'm here to tell you it's okay you don't have to be worried about being 35 and not being in a relationship or never being married and not knocking off some check mark or ticking some box on a list it's okay. It's also okay for you to want a romantic relationship. But the moment that you center that romantic relationship that, oh my God, that you, you, you will leave your job for him. You will, the stories I have heard 
I feel like I've mentioned this before in this podcast. It was like that viral Twitter thread that was like, talk about the time that you were on the clown train and the bozo shit that you did for a man. Girl, the stories that I read when one girl was like, she was dating this low level drug dealer and she had her paycheck go direct deposit to his account and he would use her car. <laughs> one dash shall never end. He will use her car to drop her up, drop her off at work and pick her up. And he will run around the streets in her car all fucking day. Mind you also fucking other bitches. Got other bitches running in and out her house while she's at work, while her direct deposit is going into his account. And he would only give her $100. Yo, that, that digmatism, that digmatized must be something fierce. Because I'm telling you, you need to recenter and reevaluate your principles, bitch. Please. And I say this out of love. I say it out of love. Because now, when that motherfucker leave you, what are you going to have? And what are you going to do? Men, you not out the cut. You ain't not the way. It's I have seen men give their last, give their all to women who don't really love you, who sit up here and tell you all the right things and you begging to be in that relationship. You begging to stay because you got to be a man. You got to, you know, start your family, start your this. She don't want you. She not after what you got. She don't want your love. She don't want your time and she barely wants your money, but I ain't never know no smart bitch to turn down no money. So you sitting over here trying to fly her out, trying to buy her a Gucci bag, trying to buy her a Birkin bag so you could keep her. She don't fucking want you. And you're neglecting your health, your wealth, your family members, everybody, your homeboys telling you she ain't no good for you. She don't love you. She's using you. But no. You try, you want to feel that oxytocin, that dopamine of that person loving you back when they've already told you in their actions and their behavior and how they treat you that they're never going to do that for you. We're all susceptible to it. For me, because I'm a person who centers platonic relationships and platonic acceptance, that that's how I was just being friends with any and every old body back when I was in high school and middle school. I so desperately wanted people to like me. I remember little Effie, little fluid flower walking the halls of Clotten Middle School, ready and able to just be funny and be loud and, and, and have people like accept me because I wanted to be popular and I wanted to fit in so bad because I didn't fit in at home. I was unpopular at home. I felt like a loser at home. I was like, well, at least at school, I can make people laugh and make the popular kids laugh and maybe they'll invite me to a party. I wanted my social standing to be high because where you lack in a certain area in life, you're gonna try and make up for it. You're gonna try and make up for it in other places. But the turning point for me was when I realized I shouldn't be this unhappy as a child, that I shouldn't be this concerned with what people think about me and I shouldn't be basing my life off of invisible social constructs that don't even fucking apply to me. And so when I applied that to my life, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like you can pretty much do whatever you want without causing harm to people. And so surely, surely, slowly but surely, the veil started to be lifted even back when I was in middle school. So when I take that now, when I see people throw away good, perfectly good friendships because, oh, well, it's my time to be in a relationship now. So I don't have to like be friends with you anymore. And then what happens when that relationship disintegrates? Now you don't have nobody around you. 
because you done centered romantic relationships. You centered your romantic relationships over your child, jealous of your child, calling your child this. Oh, my husband like my child more than me. He like my daughter more than me. And which is really, really fucking crazy, by the way. You're jealous of the baby that just you just pushed out of your body. Talking about some. Oh, he's she's now the, the princess of his life now. And it's not me anymore. You do realize that you can love somebody without the romance part, right? You got the romance part. So I'm not understanding why you think his love as the husband, the man you chose to marry, the father of your child, why he can't extend a different kind of love to your children. Now you sit up here centering romantic relationships over your child and you sit up here at Shady Acres Nursing Home because you done pushed your child away so many, so many damn times because you were obsessed with keeping the romance alive. You were obsessed with having romance. You were obsessed with having boyfriends. And now all these boyfriends you done had sat up here and harmed your children. Now when you sitting over here in the grave and you knocking on Satan's door, I don't understand why my kids don't want to come visit my grave. Because you literally centered abusers in your life and married people who harmed your children simply because you wanted to feel romantic love. Get the fuck out of here. I have actual personal experience with that. I've been the friend who was cut off because somebody else wanted to go in and be in a romantic relationship. And I've had to be the friend to pick up the pieces when you realize you can't just cut everybody off because of a romantic relationship. The point is we can have any kind of relationships that we want in our life. But when you take one relationship, specifically romance, and you center that and you make that your whole being, your personality, when you make that your whole essence, how are you developing as a human being? We are on a spaceship called Earth, floating in the cosmos, literally spinning on our axis, revolving around the sun, who that is also revolving on its own axis and spiraling towards a supermassive black hole in the center of the galaxy. There are beings and dimensions that are higher than our own comprehension. And you mean to tell me your entire existence is going to center around keeping another person happy? Baby, if you believe in reincarnation, you're going to have to come back and do this shit all over again. But I'm telling you right fucking now, I want the full experience of life. As of right now, I identify as asexual, but who knows? Maybe I will meet somebody. Maybe I will put myself out there, but to me right now, I'm not. But what I'm not going to do is sit up here and center romantic relationships and get lost in that and act as if other people don't exist and put myself and other people in harm's way for sake of, oh, I'm in a relationship, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, la, 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 la. You sound fucking ridiculous. Whew. Um, girl. We're at the 30 minute mark <laughs> and I've said all I needed to say, but yeah, I just want us to investigate how we understand romance in the context of capitalism and how everything under capitalism needs to be examined and abolished and built anew. Like we are feeling and we struggle with feeling the isolation from capitalism. I just laid out how nine to fives work. Now imagine people doing graveyard shifts and third shifts and working at Amazon and dealing with homelessness. And you're supposed to do all of that and also have someone be the center of your attention because we're in a romantic relationship together. No, that's insane. That's crazy. Like everybody has lives to live and we're all trying to survive. So let's just like, you know, survive and you can't survive on romance alone. You need 
other types of relationships. You need other ways to be socialized. Like if it's one thing about me, oh, I can't stand. Look, I'm being mean now because I'm tired. I can't stand a bitch. You walk up in the room and she looking at her partner <laughs> to ask if she could speak to me. I'm like, girl, are you okay? <laughs> I can't stand a motherfucker. He asking his girlfriend if he can ask me to borrow a pen. Man, if you don't man to fuck up and just ask me for this pen, bitch, if you don't sit up here and just say hello and speak to me, it's not just a man woman thing. It's it's a everybody thing. And you know, coming from a person who I personally choose not to deal with all that stuff, like I just I need y'all to like really really develop personality and have taste <laughs> and love yourselves enough to where your romantic relationships are a part of who you are and they're just a part of your journey but it's not the entire journey and when you neglect other people when you neglect neglect friendships and when you neglect yourself all to make someone else happy girl you're not living life right period um girl i'm tired tired of screaming i love y'all i'll see y'all next week bye (laughs) 